he die, yet shall he live, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. We're gathered here today in a place that I can't imagine a more appropriate place to have a memorial service for Mrs. Sue Roberts. She loved her church, and her church loved her, but we are here to give glory to God and to give witness to our faith and to celebrate her life. And I want to thank you on behalf of our church for being here this afternoon. Will you pray with me? Almighty and everlasting Father, from whom we come and unto whom our spirits return, God, you've been our dwelling place in all generations, and you are our refuge and strength, very present help in trouble. God, grant us your blessing in this hour. Well, us so to put our trust in you that our spirits may grow calm and our hearts be comforted. Lift up our eyes beyond the shadows of earth, Lord, and help us to see the light of eternity so that we might find grace and strength for this and every hour of our time of need through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Thank you, Benny. We come this afternoon to praise Jesus Christ, but we also come to uh, thank God for a wonderful lady, Sue Roberts. I'm grinning because it's hard to just speak her name and not start grinning because uh, she brought so much laughter to so many of us. And I'm grateful and thankful that God let my life cross paths with Sue Roberts. She was a jewel. Carla and Craig, thank you uh, as we bless you this day. And Carla's written a book for me and I've got 104 stories in here. So uh, I'm only gonna tell two, but I could tell 103. A passage of scripture that Carla made reference to and you're familiar with does speak to Sue. It tells us this in Proverbs 17, 22. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Many of us have laughed and laughed until we cried, thinking of the stories, that, things that she did. So I'll just say that Sue was a healer. She probably healed many of us in times we needed it just to have a good laugh. So thank you, Sue. I also remind you of a very familiar passage at a time like this, but it reminds us of heaven. Still some mystery, but what will it be like? So Revelation 21, beginning in verse three, God will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and he will be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there shall be no more death. There shall be no more sorrow and no more crying. Because like Sue, even with all the laughter she had, she had some moments of depression and Carla mentioned that and Sue and I talked about that. But no more of that where heaven is. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I'm going to make all things new. And he said to me, Right, for these words are true, and they are faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am Alpha, and I am Omega. I'm the beginning, and I'm the end. And I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him or her who thirsts. He or she who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God. And he or she shall be my son and my daughter. I think we're supposed to sing now. JT was supposed to be with us, and so I'm the closest thing we've got to a song leader unless Harvey wants to do it. So let's stand together and sing hymn number 251, Go Tell It on the Mountain.
You may be seated. And yes, JT is out today. He could not be here. So we're going to be praying for him. I also know that Secretary Susan Swan is out and she wishes she could be here as well. Because all of us who were around Sue, and when I came here, I was here six years. Sue was one of the receptionists that we had. And again, all of the staff, uh, Sheila, and all of us, and Andy, and uh, we could tell you Sue stories. But uh, again, as we come today to celebrate her life, we do remember uh, Craig and Carla and lift them up. I also wanted to go ahead and mention, I know you probably saw it in the obituary, but we lift up your grandchildren, Betsy and Kate and Chris, and a great-grandson, Henderson. We remember them as well. A whole bunch of uh, nieces and nephews, and uh, I know Claire Hudak and the Hudak family, Janice and Tim and, and Casey, were very special Claire was to her, and so uh, we remember them along with many, many others. She also, as many of you know, uh, lifelong friends, her and her husband, Louie, uh, they were friends with uh, James, Jimmy Hinton, and Miss Juanita Hinton, a longtime friend. So I just mentioned their names as well, and you saw those names in the paper probably. So we come and, and thank God for all of these as we celebrate her life. Uh, like I say, Carla sent me uh, quite a bit of material, and so I'm going to glean from it and then share some of my own as well. And uh, another passage in Proverbs that I want to share with you is it tells us in Proverbs 15:13 that a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. And again, we experience all of that in life. Most of us have experienced many broken things, but we've also experienced a lot of great joy and a lot of great laughter. And uh, another passage I wanna remind you of that we often use, we preachers do at a time like this, is a, again, a, a joyous reminder that there is a place called heaven and Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. So he tells us in John 14, he was speaking to the disciples. He was trying to get them to understand that I'm going away to the Father. They didn't, they didn't ever did quite grasp it. But hear these words again from Jesus and, and let us receive them here today. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, then believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you. It's personal with Jesus. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and I prepare a place for you, I will come again. I will receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas, one of the 12, asked a great question and he was curious. He said, Lord, we don't, we don't know where you're going. And how can we know the way? And Jesus said one of his famous seven I am statements to Thomas and to all of us when he said, I am the way, I am the truth and I am the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. Some of the stories that uh, Carla shared with me, again, I'm just gonna use part of them and uh, they come as memories both to Craig and her both and then I'm gonna share just two of my own personal. When you hear the phrase, a life well lived, it makes me think of mother. When you hear that someone is a people person, it makes me think of my mother. What was important to her was her family, her friends, her church, and her community. And having fun. And having fun, too. Mother loved to dress well, play games, tell stories, go to parties, give parties, bake bread, serve her church, and travel. 
It must be true that laughter is the best medicine. We just read it in the Bible because Sue laughed a lot and lived a very long life. Regarding her family, hers was the house where the neighborhood children gathered. Back when children were not overscheduled and didn't get to go a lot on vacation, Sue was always up for helping us with whatever adventures we planned. And I remember her sharing some of this. One summer, Wax Radio here in Gadsden had a series of scavenger hunts where you would win a prize. Some of you are grinning like you remember this. They would name an object, Wax Radio would name an object, and, and you needed to be the first one to arrive with that object. Sue was our team leader. And we lived very close to the station. So we won so many times in a row that they had to ask us to stop participating. <laughs> Sue just laughed and laughed and laughed the whole time. When Betty Roberts passed away at an early age, Sue just stepped in and immediately took on Janice and Becky as her own. Though always fun-loving, she kept a watchful eye on all of us as we grew up and, uh, and wasn't afraid to let us know what she thought about what we did or did not do. Sue loved all of her nieces and nephews, and there's a whole slew of those. She had many brothers and sisters, their spouses and their children, and there are quite a few. In her instructions for this very service, she said to be sure and mention how much she loved her nieces and her nephews. On behalf of Sue, I love you. Sue had so many friends, she loved them all, and she always knew what was going on with them, the celebrations and the hardships they were having. She soaked it all up like a sponge and helped those friends whenever she could. Games, Sue played bridge, mahjong, bunco, and golf. Some of you played with her. She was at her best when allowed to play party games. She had Methodist church games, holiday games, and other games at her disposal. Halloween just might have been her favorite holiday. For her, it involved playing golf in the Gaston Country Club and then participating every year in their Halloween costume contest. She won every single year. She had a creative streak, and she always managed to come up with a winning idea every single year. So here's just some of the persons that she dressed up as. She was Queen Elizabeth. She was President Obama. <laughs> she was Reba McIntyre, and so much more. Bread baking. Bread baking, many of you remember. If you were here in Gadsden, you probably tasted of Sue's famous sourdough bread. She and I talked about that bread. My mom made the sourdough bread and had the starter inside the refrigerator for years and years and years. So we talked a lot about sourdough bread and she blessed and loved a lot of people with it. She baked all the time and gave out her bread to those who were sick, had a death in the family, or just because you were her friend. She donated her bread to community events and loved doing it. And that bread recipe is not far from the faint-hearted. The bread baking required a lot of attention. I have the recipe, Carla said, and will share it with anyone who wants to give it a try. So you have to work the starter. I know that from my mama. Travel. She loved to travel, always with a group. She often traveled with her friend Juanita Hinton 
and they made such a great pair. Juanita made sure that they went to museums and historical sites. Sue made sure they went shopping and had a cocktail and a nice dinner. Though pair worked it out just perfect. Speaking of cocktails, going out for a cocktail was a regular social event for Sue. A group of her friends, when she was battling through a tough time, started going to Applebee's once a week, and I remember telling about that, them talking about it. They would gather in the afternoon. Then there was the Friday night cocktail and raffle at Gadsden Country Club, which Sue absolutely loved. Two of her favorite things was cocktail and friends and a game. What could be more fun? Clothes and makeup. She got up and got dressed every day of her life. She always had on makeup and looked like she was ready to go to a meeting. This continued throughout her days, even at Fairhaven. Everyone there seemed to enjoy her pleasure in looking nice every single day. We had put on extra, we put up, had to put up extra racks of clothes and she sent me out to buy makeup all the time. It was considered an emergency when she ran low. During COVID, I had to ship it in to her, and uh, thanks to her caregivers from Fairhaven and those from her two years at Regency Point, they always blessed her and made sure that she had many, plenty of makeup and always dressed up. Thanks to those like Glenda Hester, Sue's right hand as she got older at home and at Regency Point, Rosalind Bray at, from uh, Home Aryan who helped with caring in Sue's last few months. Sue appreciated all of you so much. Fighting depression, Carla added this, and there were times where I left here that in her home, she and I talked about those bouts of depression, and uh, I had them as well. And that phone ring is gonna be perfect for the story that I'm about to tell, so. So thank you, that's perfect timing. It's gonna work out well. But fighting depression, no one's life is without trouble, and Sue fought the demon of depression for many years. She was so open about it, and that helped her family get her the help that she needed. I'm happy to say that all, all of us have kept under control. She has for the last 15 years or so because she got help when she needed it. Anyone with this issue should reach out for help. It can make all the difference. A parting thought. She loved to share laughter with those around her. She had the gift of making others laugh until they couldn't stop. That's true. So don't forget to laugh. Life is short, even if you live to be 97, like Sue. And maybe think of Sue when you have a good laugh. She will be up there laughing with you. So my two stories. This was probably in 2013. I was preaching. I'm about eight to 10 minutes in the sermon and a phone begins to ring right in the middle of the sermon. Some of you were here this day. So the phone was ringing kind of over in that area where Sue was at. So whoever did the phone, perfect timing, thank you. So it started, it's like it was getting louder and louder. And so, you know, I, I had to just stop because we were all looking kind of in this direction and people were getting tickled. So I just stopped the sermon and I said something like, um, hey, go ahead and answer it, it might be God. And then Sue realized it was her phone. She said, oh, good Lord, it may be him. It's mine. <laughs> and as y'all were doing, everybody laughed. I mean, you know, nobody remembers a sermon. So she gets it cut off, puts it back in her purse. And <clears throat> so I try to regroup and, you know, come back to the sermon. 
I'm about a minute and a half in. Ring, it starts ringing again. So she gets it out. I, I told him, I, I'll cut it off, I'll cut it off. I just had the benediction and we went home. So uh, <laughs> the sermon was gone. But the laughter probably did us better than my sermon. So uh, anyway, a merry heart does good like a medicine. The other story, I, again, I could tell Minnie and Sheila and I and Todd, we were talking about different ones that she would do. But this one, we were in Bible study on Wednesday night. And we were talking about the, the demonic world, the spirit world, and demons and the devil and so forth and different descriptions that Satan comes to kill, to steal and destroy. We're told those things. And so all of a sudden, Sue says, well, I've got a question. And, you know, we all turned and it's like, okay, it's going to be good no matter what she asks, you know. So I'm already grinning, waiting for it. And she asked a great question, although it stunned us at first and we got tickled. She said, well, I've got a question. Is the devil handsome? So, I, you know, and I tried to be all theological and answer it. And I thought of that scripture that says that Satan himself can appear as an angel of light. So I said, you know, Sue, that's a great question, actually. He probably is pretty handsome sometimes. He's probably good looking. She said, well, that's what I was wondering, you know. And so again, we just laughed and got tickled again. I won't tell any more. I know we could probably tell many, many more. Uh, Susan, who couldn't be here today, she shared with me several that got, we got so tickled about and we enjoyed laughing again of stories about your mama. So again, Craig and Carla, thank you for sharing your mama with us. I go back to this scripture in Revelation. We know the Bible teaches us there's a place called heaven. And he said, those who thirst from the fountain of the water of life, they will be given the opportunity to go there. Praise the Lord. A place where I'll never have to preach a funeral again. There'll be no more death. I personally, I bet Sam is too, kind of looking forward to go a place like that. I'll be okay with not doing any more funerals. We also look at the pain, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more crying. Again, we can only use our imagination because we still live in this fallen, broken world and so we, we can't really fully understand what that would be like to be in a place where there'd be no more Ukraine issues we're dealing with. But there is a place. And so I share this, I know, at a funeral here, but I, I go back to it and I thought about it again because I thought about Sue in the description of this song. Most of you are familiar with the song that came out in the early 2000s. In 2004, it became the most worldwide popular song on secular stations, although it was a Christian song. It was written by a Christian group, Mercy Me. The leader of that, Bart Millard, he just wrote the song because his dad died. And so he, he composed it just wondering what his dad, what it might be like for his dad to experience heaven. So he wrote the song. Some of you probably already figured it out. I can only imagine. So again, we're given some things in scripture that we can understand about heaven, but we still got to use our imagination because even our imagination is going to be better than what we can even think, Paul said. And so I just go back and share a few lines with you from the song, I Can Only Imagine, and I'll get to the line that made me think about Sue. I can only imagine what it would be like 
when I walk by your side, Jesus, I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine, surrounded by your glory, what will, what will my heart feel? And this is the line I thought about Sue because she loved to dance. Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all of you, will I just be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees, will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Or will I be able to even speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine what that, when that day comes. When I find myself standing inside, I can only imagine when all I could do is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. So, I don't know if Sue's already been dancing in heaven. I don't know if she's got a whole group of angels wadded over there and they're wanting her to tell one more story. Perhaps. It'll be better than what we can imagine because Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And I hope you'll cling to that and thank God for that. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Those who come and drink of this fountain, you'll never thirst again. So thank God for the hope and the joy that we have and the celebration that we can have today. Because yet, while as Christians, we do have tears of sorrow. Thank God we also have some wonderful tears of joy. So, remember your Aunt Sue. Remember Mama. Remember your grandmother. And laugh. Thanks be to God we can laugh. There's great healing in laughter. And now I close with you one more very familiar passage. I want to share with you the 23rd Psalm. Uh, you're familiar with it, but because it is the Word of God, it is living. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they're life to you. That's why we can hear the 23rd Psalm for the 400th time and it still speaks to us because it's God's word. And so in lieu of the fact that the family would be going to Gunnersville to have her buried there, in fact, that's where she grew up. And she and I talked about that. Her last name also, by the way, was Powell. My mama was a Powell. So Sue and I tried to make ourselves kin some way. We're not sure if we are or not. So I want to just go ahead and read and share with you, because I know many will not be going to Gunnersville, the 23rd Psalm, so hear it again. The Lord is my shepherd. So thank God, as Sue was able to say the word my, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Oh, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And King David said with hope and with confidence, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Heavenly Father, we praise you this day. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you, God.
for Sue Roberts. And thank you, God, on behalf of all of us here that we got to know this lady. And she touched our lives for the better. Thank you, God, for Sue Roberts. And thank you for heaven. For we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, the strong Son of God. And everyone said, And now will you join me as we stand together and sing number 369, Blessed Assurance. forth now in the grace and in the love and the mercy and the love of Jesus Christ. May he strengthen us, may he give this family peace, and may he bless us all by his powerful, beautiful grace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.